Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. The daily episode today, we'll be talking about the Bears releasing the unofficial depth chart. We'll break that down and some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So the Bears have now officially released their unofficial depth chart. Um, And so there are not really any huge surprises on this, but we're going to go ahead and break this down. I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about it? So, of course, at quarterback, we got Justin Fields. Running back, we got David Montgomery with Khalil Herbert backing him up. Tristan Eber, number three. Uh, Kahari, a blasting game, of course, at the fullback. First time we've had a true fullback on the roster. But where things start getting interesting is that Darnell Mooney, of course, the wide receiver one. We got uh, St. Brown listed as the uh, wide receiver number two. And then Velius Jones at number two. I'm sorry, at number three. And then Byron Pringle behind Velius Jones uh, there at number four with Dante Pettis and uh, Nikhil Harry backing those guys up. So the biggest surprise thing there, even though it seems like the wide receiver position uh, battle is still kind of wide open, we got St. Brown officially being listed as the wide receiver two. There's been a lot of speculation with that. Byron Pringle does move even behind Vegas Jones uh, there to be number four. Now, this could be because of Byron Pringle's injury. Uh, so let's be clear here. That that could be the biggest reason here. But this is the first time where things start getting pretty interesting there. Now, we know that um, it was said that, you know, the chemistry between Byron Pringle and uh, Justin Fields wasn't what, uh, you know, some had hoped it'd be in training camp. Seems like it started coming along a little bit uh, later on there. But, you know, if there's anything to be read into that, we'll see. Once Byron Pringle gets back fully healthy, is fully engaged in training camp, we'll see where that happens. No surprises at tight end either. Of course, Cole Komet there with Ryan Griffin backing him up there. And then the offensive line. So we have officially now in this, again, unofficial depth chart, uh, Lucas Patrick starting at center, Cody White here at left guard, Braxton Jones at left tackle, Michael Schofield at right guard, and then Riley Reef at right tackle. Uh, Larry Borm, not in the starting lineup. Sam Mustafer, not in that starting lineup. He'll probably will start, though, in the preseason because I think Lucas Patrick is still going to be out. Um, so, you know, Tevin Jenkins, um, the second string right tackle there with Jotary Carter, um, the second string with the right guard. No huge um, surprises there. I think if you've paid attention to the way that the offensive line battle has gone, um, this is kind of the way that we've predicted that it was going to go. And so with that being said, it kind of is what it is. There we'll see how this offensive line stacks up, how they perform, how they protect Justin Fields, how they interact in the run game. But don't be surprised if you see a lot of flip-flopping in here. If you see a lot of different combinations, especially in the preseason, while they're still trying to figure out um, exactly what that best combina- combination is on the offensive line. But as it stands right now, that's where it goes. And so, you know, while Sam Mustafer has been the starting uh, center for a while, once Lucas Patrick returns, we know he's going to be starting there. Now, the defensive line is, again, where things get a little bit interesting. So we have Robert Quinn there, uh, Justin Jones uh, starting next to him with Angelo Blackson and Travis Gibson all there. Kyrus Tonga, who I thought may end up being a starter here, is listed on the second string as well as Al-Qadim Muhammad is also. So, you know, we'll see what's going on over there. Uh, 
you know, we'll still we we'll still expect uh, Al Quality Muhammad to still maybe get a chance to earn that starting spot. But as of right now, seems like that's where uh, they're going with that. Shout out to them there. Um, and so let me know what you think down below. Now, I've also always said that, you know, Travis is uh, probably the better player there. It seemed like Al Quality Muhammad had an inside track just because of his familiarity with the system, things like that. But and do you think like me, are you surprised that Kairos Tonga is not starting instead of Angelo Blackson? I definitely th thought Kairos Tonga would be ahead of the depth chart there. Uh, but, you know, it's not where it is right now. Uh, linebacker position. So, of course, we have uh, Roquan Smith, uh, Nicholas Morrow, and Joe Thomas all listed on the first string. As far as uh, linebackers, no big surprises there. I think that's what everybody kind of expected. Cornerback, Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon with Tavon Young and uh, Vildor being the backups there. No surprises. No, no major surprises there. Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker are our safeties. And then on special teams. We have, as far as the kick returner, we have Khalil Herbert listed as the kick returner. And the punt returner, we have Daz Newsom listed there was with Velius Jones backing them both up. Byron Pringle being the third string with kick returning. And then uh, Tristan Ebner listed all the way down. Now, I did expect Ebner to be higher up on the depth chart with special teams. But as of right now, the Bears think that those other players give them other op better options. So that's where everything sits as far as the Chicago Bears depth chart in this unofficial depth chart that, that was released so far. How it's going to go, how it's going to shake out. We'll see. We could see. Um, now, with that being said, I know we're going to talk about more than the depth chart. I know that the Roquan Smith thing, and I, I've been hesitant in, in the two videos we've done since Roquan Smith has requested a trade to really talk about any potential trade destinations for Roquan, just because I do think that this is going to be um that this is going to be worked out. I truly do believe that this is going to be something that works out. But because it was asked, we got a message about it. Where do we what do we think? Roquan Smith could go if this does not work out with the Chicago Bears. So doing some research out there, what I've seen uh, so far, the Las Vegas Raiders seem like they will be uh, extremely interested in it. Um, they are they are really focused on on going as deep as they can in the playoffs, spending as much money as they can. It does like seems like money's not uh, an object to them if it's going to give them the most talent, the best the best chance to go on a deep run in the playoffs as they look to get a Lombardi Trophy to win that Super Bowl. I also think another team in in, in uh, California, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers as well, do look like they could be uh, a big part of that. You know, this is well Khalil Mack went. Could they be interested? Um, could they be interested in trading for uh, with the Chicago Bears again to get uh, to get Roquan Smith? Definitely could be some some something there. They have some wiggle room. They could clear some cap space to fit uh, Roquan Smith there. I would. Again, shout out to uh, Ricky Fontaine, who's one of my co-hosts on another show. Uh, he's a big Chargers fan. I don't want, come on, man. I don't want to give him no more. But then also the Dallas Cowboys. They have the most uh, cap space in the NFC right now with $21.6 million in cap space. So uh, they could definitely add another star linebacker there to pair with Micah Parsons and and, and form one of the be the better defensive in the in NFL so those are some of the ones they're looking out for. Now, what would the Chicago Bears want back? We talked about this a little bit on the live stream last night, um, so I'm not going to rehash a lot of that. But I, I think you, I think to get in the conversation, you have to. It has to start with a first round pick. I do think that that it has to start with a first round pick, and I believe that Roquan Smith is worth that. Ian Rappaport agrees as well, saying that he thinks that the Bears could get could fetch as high as a first round pick. When it comes to a trade for Roquan Smith, I wouldn't even consider trading him for anything less than a first round pick. Now, the other picks being included in that, we'll see. But I definitely think that a first round pick would have to be included for a talent as young and as good as what Roquan is. Now, again, I say all that to, 
to be for not because I do believe that this deal still gets worked out with the Chicago Bears. I talked about it. That was the main part of my initial video, which was passionate and I was on fire. But I do think that they 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 have to get this done. And the reason why I look at it for the Chicago Bears, the front office doesn't want to start the first contract negotiations with one of their free free agents like this. This is already kind of a, a, a spit in the face of that new front office and that regime and the way that the fans are looking at it. I do know that there are some fans in in um in Bears Nation that that does agree, like, hey, maybe they should move on with him. Maybe he's not a fit for the scheme. You don't want to pay, maybe he's not worth that type of money. I understand that. But I don't think that. The front office wants this to be the first, considering still got to uh, negotiate with Montgomery, who I think Montgomery's in a completely different situation because we do have Ebner and Herbert there. But I don't think that this is this is not the, the look of it. This is not the way. And even Ryan Poles in his presser yesterday saying that he was really caught off guard at the public uh, trade request. And, you know, listen, if you agree or disagree that Roquan Smith fits this system or not, I know there's some conversation around that. The depth at the linebacker position is extremely thin if you get rid of Roquan Smith. So even if you think he may not be a perfect fit for the system, you know, I, I'm I'm very vocal on it. I think, again, when it comes to it, I've been saying it, pay that man. I think if it, if Roquan's asking for anything between 19 to 22 million, I think it's worth it. That's my personal opinion. I could, again, not everyone has to agree with that. But I this just isn't a good look for the front office. Like, the optics of it is not good. It just isn't. In my opinion, again, this is this is the show. This is my opinion. This is completely speculative. I just don't. I look at this, and this is not the way that the front office wanted to go into their first negotiations with a big time potential free agent, their own person. Could it get to the point of letting them ride out the season, fr- franchise tagging them next year? It could get to that. We could. We could. There is a world in this in which we don't see a resolution to this for some considerable time. I don't think that that's likely to happen. I don't. I don't think that that's likely to happen. I do think that it's more likely that they're going to get this worked out, and I hope that they do. But we'd be crazy to think that there's not a world in, in, in or not to talk that there's not a at least a chance that that could happen. And that's some of the biggest takeaways from yesterday. You know, we did have the family day that Ryan Poles wants to keep Roquan Smith, at least by the words that he's saying is he wants to keep it. Now, we can talk about the way and route in which he's going to get that done, if it's going to be, uh, if it's the best route or not. But he wants to keep Roquan Smith here. So hopefully that happens. Now, other bits of news. We keep getting injuries on the wide receiver position. Keep getting injuries. We now have Byron Pringle, Vayus Jones, Nikhil Harry, um, all hurt at this point. Now, yesterday, David Moore joins that list, also carted off with a right leg injury. Wide receiver position is getting thinner by the day. Now, outside of that, I got I know you guys all saw the video of Darnell Mooney's one-handed catch, which has a lot of excitement. Matter of fact, we am going to go ahead and play a clip of that now. That was, listen, I hope we see a lot of that this season. I hope we see a lot of exciting plays in a season that we aren't, aren't predicted to get a lot of wins. I hope that we get a lot of really good plays and things that, that paint towards what this future could be. Now, on the other side of that, it seems like this, don't be surprised if this Chicago Bears offense looks rough, especially in preseason. It may even look rough the first couple of weeks of the NFL season. The offense is still very much a work in progress. Everything that we've read, everything that's come out so far says that, hey, listen, the offense is showing glimpses of it, but it's not quite, it's not a well-oiled machine by any stretch right now. So be on the lookout for that, for that offense to maybe look rough, especially in the first preseason game this Saturday, and maybe even at the start of the season. It may be, and I can't remember which player said this, it may not be until like week three or, th- or week four where everything just starts clicking for everyone at the same time. But even with that offense, 
not quite clicking, it seems like the run game is going to be a very and highly important and used part of Luke Getze's offense. And when you have backs like David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Tristan Ebner, all in that, and we'll see how blasting game also factors into there. Don't be surprised if the Chicago Bears are a very run-heavy team at the start of the season, and maybe all season, but we start seeing that balance out a little bit more as the offense starts clicking. I think that that running game is going to be the crutch of the offense initially because it's it's the thing that they have to bet on right now. So that's kind of my takeaways. It's kind of everything that I wanted to talk about today. Let me know and sound off down below and what you guys think about it. What do you think the Chicago Bears overall offense is going to look like do you think like me it may take a few weeks maybe even a month until the season until we really start seeing that offense really click on all cylinders and that may be why the bears get off to a slow start but there's still a lot of promising things there didn't even mention cole Komet with the chicago bears offense that could keep it rolling and we'll see what happens with the defense hopefully everything gets worked out with roquan smith but that is it for today's episode of chicago Bears central thank you so much for being part of the show being the best part of the show being the listeners or viewers or if you're on the youtube side of things we thank you guys so much make sure you're following the show at shy Bears central you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns chicago Bears central at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and a voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 that's for our friday mailbag episode so every friday i will dive into that mailbag to answer your texts emails and voicemails anything you guys send in will be focused around that every friday episode but other than that like i liked in every episode on bear down love you guys peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break break media say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill